0: hello everyone and welcome to a special bonus episode of note to scene i'm matt crane i'm tyler sharp and for this bonus episode we will be paying tribute to the soon to be legendary emo rapper lil peep who tragically passed away this week at the age of 21 tyler and i both thought peep was the future of music and he meant a lot to us so we want to send him off the right way we hope you enjoy Just some quick uh, business for Note to Scene listeners. This is just a bonus episode that's um, coming out for Peep. So if you're not a fan of Peep, this isn't really affecting the Note to Scene feed. You'll still get your weekly Note to Scene episode on Monday. Um, But, you know, if you've heard Tyler and I talk about Peep on the show and you've been curious, uh, this is definitely a good episode to listen to. Um, if you're not a peep fan just go ahead and move on and if you're not a fan of note to scene this is definitely a good time to check out the podcast but um, we're gonna be paying tribute and honoring little peep this whole episode who died at 21 and it was just terrible before we get into any details of the death or anything tyler i want to go back so little peep has been in our life less than a year right I think we first got into him early January
1: yeah it was right around the
0: beginning of the year it's crazy because I still remember I remember that night so I do too man (laughs) I do too because I think of the day um another music critic had tweeted out the girls video sort of making fun of him shouts to Chris Ott wherever the hell you are wherever you are man. and I saw that video and I watched it and I was like it was just one of those moments where, you know, you you have those musical moments where you're like, I think something's here, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so I started looking at some of the songs and I was like, I got to send these to Tyler because like, I was like, I'm either going crazy, either I'm crazy <laughs> and this is awful and I've officially lost all my taste in music or this is the best thing ever. So I needed verification. So I sent things to you and I was just I was waiting for you to text me back. You know, like I was waiting for you to be like, man, what is this shit? And you text me back. You're like. Dude, you've definitely found something here. <laughs> Your reaction, like, was instantly. You were like, "There's something here." Straight up, the first song that I heard
1: that wasn't "Girls" because you sent me the "Girls" video first, and I was like,
0: "I was confused." But I was and this like, is There's uh, in something. context. This is early January. We did this, right? Yeah, right, and right, uh, right when the "Girls" video dropped, mm-hmm.
1: and I was confused, and I didn't really know <laughs> what what this was. I was like, "I." I've heard things like this before, but never this way. And so we kept digging a little further. You kept sending me more links. And the, the next song that I heard from Peep was... The title track to his Hellboy mixtape mm-hmm. and if you're a peep fan and you know of that mixtape and you've heard that song before you know that he samples under oaths too bright to see too loud to hear straight up i almost fell out of my chair when
0: i heard straight that. straight up right off t sharp's favorite under oath album so now First off, I was sending T-Sharp links. Now I'm getting frenzied links coming from <laughs> T-Sharp of, like, he did this song and he did this song. Because Lil Peep was doing a lot of emo rap over scene band samples. Like, he was rapping over Under Oath. He was rapping over Brand New. You know, he did MCR, whatever. He would rap over it. Straight up. When I
1: fell out of my chair, I fell down the <laughs> rabbit hole, man. I He did the No Seatbelt song. He did... <sighs> avenge sevenfold he did mm-hmm. it, it it was he was all over the place and these songs were like i couldn't and believe it
0: i want to ask you like because for me this is the first time since i was a teenager that i had had sort of a musical discovery experience like that it, it wasn't the same for you or have you had something like that recently where you've really just sort of music got transformed for you by an artist like the way Pete did. And it was just a new thing and an adventure.
1: You know, we, you and I had this conversation earlier this year off the show, off the record. Um, And we talked about, we were trying to figure out music that we could pin down that had moved us that wasn't released in the mid 2000s. Like music mm-hmm. that had genuinely changed us as people emotionally, you know, the way we think. And we, we literally couldn't nail down an artist 2010 and beyond. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at Lil Peep and what we've experienced over the, the, the last eight months and that night when we discovered him, something like clicked and I I wasn't sure what it was. And it was so exciting
0: because have you ever had like like a couple days of it? Yeah. Have you ever, it's just like those, those first few days of discovering him. I haven't. Had a moment like that since I was a teenager and I was discovering brand new, you know, or discovering Panic the Disco. Like it was the first I just haven't felt like that in a long time. And it was it was a trip just going right down. it was magnetizing. It just pulled you right down the hole. Absolutely. I had no
1: idea. I, I had heard the word SoundCloud rap before. But mm-hmm. it, w- it was
0: nowhere near. On we were like of. kind of aware of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But like we knew it was going on. But like in Peep is kind of adjacent to SoundCloud rap totally. in his own weird way, you know, because he was more of a singer. But it's just very interesting. So my one question I have for you is what was the first Peep song that hooked you? Like, what was the one that really like you weren't going anywhere? Like once you heard it? you were you were in
1: it was hellboy the title track on that and i know it sounds weird because it has the underbells sample but i genuinely think that's one of his best songs that he ever released i think that hook is fantastic it's a banger it's got a lot of plays and i questioned the girl's song i was like Mm -hmm. okay there's something here i i don't Mm -hmm. know if it was the video that drew me in more than the song but i love the instrumental on that track but (laughs) i i'm gonna use this uh, saying, I'm going to steal this from Max Martin again, the math is wrong on that song, and it was hard for me to comprehend, like, that being my gateway track, but when I heard Hellboy I yeah. was I was in, man I was fucking in, and then I heard his Wonderwall sample, and I was just yeah. like,
0: what the fuck is
1: going on, man
0: <laughs> so, so Girls is more of a hip-hop track, you know right, yeah. and um, it, 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 Hellboy and some of the other stuff you get into is more of an emo song, right, mm-hmm. so it, it was like, for me Girls I was hooked from girls like I was like this is just way too interesting to ignore like in the girls video When he flashes that pink grill with mm, that smile mm. at the end of the video I was like this might be the future of music when I saw that I was like this guy knows what's going on But when I heard a uh, kiss which is more of an emo pop punkish song right. That was the song that like officially hooked me I'd say that was the one that pitchfork
1: gave best new music, right?
0: Yeah, actually true. Yeah. Pitchfork gave best new music to it. And that was kind of a big deal. Interesting, you know, for such a woke blog to give best new music to a song that has questionable moral lyrics in it pertaining I, to one.
1: I was so surprised the indie blogs that were given peep coverage I mean Pitchfork I think backed this kid
0: I think everybody just knew you know as soon if, as you yeah, heard it
1: if you listen to peep and if you, you even you know scratch the surface on on what he was as an artist you just knew that it was special and speaking of
0: his backing you know not just from a fan and media perspective but I think it's important to point out just peep I think he was a genuine artist, you know, he moved out and he was genuinely making this music, but he got discovered and he got big backing uh really quick, which you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know who was behind the scenes, but Peep was signed to Carol Lewis, who is uh Eminem's a- agent. Right. So put that into perspective. Eminem's agent has signed another white blonde rapper, if you gotta say it, you know. That's a, she's That means it's a big deal, you know? And he was also signed to, I forget the name, is it First Star Entertainment? I think that's what it's called. Or something First like Access that. or something. Yeah, it's the same company that Zayn from One Direction is signed mm-hmm. to, Ellie Golding is signed to, and it's basically, I think it's a front shop for Warner Brothers Records, pretty much. So he was basically major label-backed, backed by... All, Everybody from Justin Bieber to Post Malone, you know, so mm-hmm. he had just like industrial backing behind him.
1: For sure. And it was crazy to dive down that part of the wormhole to be like, right. oh, my God, not only they is this. It.
0: They didn't. They weren't open about
1: it. Absolutely, you know, right. Yeah. They had to
0: make it look.
1: You know, they had to get his aesthetic down. Right. They held his songs from streaming services for forever, for the they longest time. They wanted All him could... to look cred and legit for as long as he could, you for know? For sure, for sure. And still, so many songs aren't on Spotify, aren't on Apple Music, and, um... At one point they were when that night when when we first did that dig I was on Apple Music listening to the Hellboy mixtape but it was right. just people uploading just it jacks. to Apple yeah they right, were just jacks. right but that's right.
0: how much momentum shout out to all you jackers out there <laughs> right. going rogue on fucking Apple Music right um what's interesting to me about Peep too is you know I was having this conversation with a friend earlier and I was saying like Peep was appealing to the kids Peep was appealing to today were the kids. MCR appealed to in 2004. Yep. Like the reason the scene I think is is suffering, and you know these new scene bands aren't taking off, is because the kids aren't attracted to that. They're attracted right. to Lil Peep. You know the the kids who are fans of Lil Peep today, these 14 to 17 year olds, you know if they were born. You know, five years earlier, they would have been fans of MCR in '04. You know what I'm saying? It's it it's that type of fan base. He he appeals to the scene, you know, so to speak. They might not be seen kids, but they would have been seen kids had they been born in a different era.
1: Totally, it's just a different world out there now. And we could go down. That that's a whole nother conversation about why the scene is where it is um and and labels not taking action and accepting soundcloud rap but i will say real quick that it was forcing the labels to look soundcloud rap right in the face it was forcing Mm -hmm. the scene to talk about it and that's why he made such an it he was so important to our world he was making us look at him
0: he forced our world to look at him he forced pitchfork to look at him he forced everyone It, it was just you had no option Um, so kind of like real quick backstory peeps from Long Island, right? Uh He's not, you know, particularly, he's not a popular kid at school. He's got a bunch of mental health issues. You know, he thinks he's kind of a reject. He moves to LA, which is where this whole SoundCloud thing is happening. Um, he's living in like a terrible shitty apartment, um, on, in Skid Row in LA, which is where he recorded a lot of these early songs. And it's kind of become part of the legend, you know, like that apartment, um, I think he was homeless at one point, you know, like couch crashing. But he 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 joined the uh, is it the Shima posse? I think that's how you pronounce. I always said schema, but schema. Okay, Shima schema. He joins this posse of rappers out there, which is led by this guy who I don't remember his name, but he's kind of he was a three six mafia protege. And it's like, I guess after that is in. He's obviously got the backing from Kara uh, Eminem's Eminem's manager. And they're kind of starting to make stuff happen for him. So the early, early stuff happens. And I'm talking like pre-Beamer Boy. Do you remember any of the early, early stuff? Because we got in after that, and I, I don't even know if I ever dug that far back. Do you remember any of the early, early stuff, Tyler Sharp? Yes. Um, I
1: did do a dive, but I found out this week that I didn't even get to the bottom. Um, yeah. I did do the dive. I listened to as far back as um his mixtape Lil Peep Volume 1. And okay. it has, uh, the way I remember it is that it has a sample of flyleafs all around me on okay, that so album. W- way back.
0: So let's, we can kind of start, I think, like, we'll just call them the early official singer- singles. Like, he started dropping, like, Beamer Boy, Gym Class, mm-hmm. Come Around, White Tea, Pick Me Up, Live Forever. The Way I See Things, which I, I believe is his most viewed single on YouTube um, without a music video, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting, and Star Shopping. So, like, he drops all those songs, and they're all kind of cleverly scattered around YouTube and SoundCloud with, like, really intricate, interesting artwork, which mm-hmm. I think helped the songs get views. And I think that he got a lot of hype off that, and um, that hype kind of enabled him to drop Crybaby, which... I think, um, is Crybaby one of your favorite releases from him? It's definitely one of the most notable, I would say. That's yeah. when things really started picking up. Yeah. I mean, after all those singles burn, he drops Crybaby. You know, it's got like like the samples on it and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderwall. I know it's cheesy, mm-hmm.
1: but that Wonderwall sample, I, I, it, is I love that song. the Service
0: one? It is. is on it absolutely yeah. is, man. So, <laughs> so, so, so Crybaby blows up. You know, I think Lil' Jeep is a big hit from Crybaby. Yeah. Oh, that yep. song um and then he does like some post crybaby lucy singles just some lucy's like uh white wine um mm-hmm. that, that blew, blew up tracy yep yeah that one blew up the video was all like sketchy lo-fi vhs4 yep, right like, yep. hs4 yep um and then he drops hellboy which that's kind of the turning point right for sure. hellboy i would say was the mixtape that made him a star would you agree? Absolutely. It seemed like after he dropped that, he was pretty much everywhere. And I was listening through Hellboy, and um, not only is it what made him a star, but it's it's just it's a a really fucking good mixtape. Like. I can. It, to me, it's it's almost a front to backer. It's it, just a really enjoyable listen. Absolutely, and I I just go back to the first time I
1: listened to it front to back. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what I was he- like. It was hard for me to um, perceive what I was hearing and comprehend right. it because I just I'd never heard anything like it. Like I had, right. ha- but it was weird because I had heard stuff like it. We we went through this. The scene went through the weird phase that you know you could call it Crunkcore, whatever in in like 2009 right. where you could compare this to the first breathe carolina album and some of those
0: demos and i was like this, but this, this is the, not it this is this not was that. like this was like the fine vintage wine to that's like natty ice you know what i mean for like sure, this was just sure. such a different level what were some of your favorite songs off hellboy um
1: definitely the title track right the song they played When I crashed into the wall. That song pops (laughs) off so hard when he played it live. Definitely a fan favorite at shows. Yeah. Girls, I totally came around to Girls. (laughs) The instrumental on that track is just genius. Um, I love Worlds Away. And Cobain. I didn't like that the first time I heard it, but I really started to come around to it
0: later. And Gucci Mane's kind of like a fan yeah. favorite for sure. I like Gucci Mane. That song, I don't know what it has to do with Gucci Mane, but the <laughs> beat is sick fucking that song. So for me, yeah, it's Gucci Mane, like. The song they played when I crashed is obviously amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that one. I really love Worlds Away just as his random pop moment on that mixtape. just kind of like showcasing, hey, I could do Top 40 radio if I wanted. Um, And just his full vocal range getting stretched. I really love. Um, Like you said, Girls too. It's just Girls is kind of a classic at this point. At this Um, point, for sure. Is Girls on? This is so confusing because Peep is confusing. (laughs) But is Girls actually on Hellboy? Yes, it's it's the 11th track. I, I thought it was Lucy this whole time. (laughs) <laughs> That's crazy. Like <laughs> you it's didn't just know it was he, on Hellboy. his discography is so scattered and so chaotic that like it's, it's kind of difficult to, to keep track, track of. Yeah, yes. definitely. Okay, so after Hellboy, he's now sort of the biggest deal on SoundCloud in his own world, mm-hmm. and he goes on this this um, you know XXX and uh, Playboy Cardi and you know Uzi and all these other guys are blowing up in this other world, but Peep in the emo lane is kind of like. He's just in his own special lane on SoundCloud Rap. And um, he goes on this really impressive spree of Lucy singles. Just just one off. You know, you got songs like um, Kiss. Um, you got the girl's video, not necessarily the song. Mm-hmm. You got Witchblade. You got Giving Girls Cocaine. I Crash. I Crash, You Crash. And it was like, when those songs were dropping, man, it was like they were shooting to... A million plus streams overnight like it was like you could tell at that point peep had had reached critical mass like he Mm -hmm. was ready to be the biggest star ever
1: it was crazy to watch like we were at that point when he was releasing all those one-off singles and standoffs I was still I was fully immersed but I still didn't really understand everything that was happening and just to watch these songs take off I'm just like a year from now this this kid is gonna own everything like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it was insane to watch and to see it go up that fast because as we've talked about all year on the show there's nothing happening in the scene and it was crazy to watch something like this even be loosely associated with the scene pop off as hard as it was because even one of those songs i crash you crash which you liked a lot more than i do but the outro of the song is a Pierce the Veil sample.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it, that actually <laughs> might be one of my favorite Peep songs. It's a good Peep Tracy moment. But, yeah, he totally outros that song, just um, straight-up acoustic singing to Pierce the Veil. Uh, what's the song called? they just did the uh uh today i Tuesday. saw the whole world and today that's, i saw it's so if random you, if, you, if
1: you like total up all the streams that that song has gotten across soundcloud and youtube it's probably bigger than the entire pierce the veil album
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> and you know what was the the, the the moment when i realized i was indoctrinated like i realized i was a prisoner of peep and i couldn't escape was when i was at work and I found myself out loud around my coworkers. I was like, ah, giving girls cocaine. Oh, I was like, oh, no. my God, I love this song. No. And that's a problem. That like, And right. I'm, I'm humming. I was humming it. I had to start humming it because I didn't want to say the lyrics, of course. You know, I'm mm-hmm. at work. And I'm like, this is not an okay song. This is not an okay thing to be humming or singing. But it's in my head. And I... I am now a prisoner to this, this music. Like, I love it so much. I can't help it. I like a song called giving girls cocaine. You know, that's not my style. That's not normally how I roll.
1: Same dude. I <laughs> could Like
0: same, right? Like I was the exact same. This is not okay. <laughs> this is you know not what I mean? Okay. Most juvenile lyrics about girls and somehow he got a pass for it yeah. just because he I don't know if it's just because he was such like a sweet baby angel but uh so after that just impressive run, and I, I just want to stress it was an impressive run of singles like something I haven't seen before from a musician of just where everyone he dropped took off um uh-huh. we get to the first album right which is uh come over when you're sober what what were your thoughts when that album dropped Tyler Sharp? So do we want to talk about the album right
1: away or do we want to talk about when Ben's Truck dropped?
0: Um, We can talk about
1: Ben's Truck first. Because Ben's Truck dropped about two months before the album was ever announced. And it was a little weird. It was, I loved it right off the bat. And I was very scared that I wasn't going to love it. And mm-hmm. I remember you didn't like it right off the bat. But like a few days later, you texted me and you're like, I'm in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Cause, well, to me, it was the first time Peep had... It was still an emo song, but it was more hard. It was more hip hop. You know, it was more of like, a, to me, Ben's Truck feels like it fits more with girls than with like Kiss, yes, you know, or something. Absolutely. It's more of a hip hop song, It was even though emo. it's got guitar. You, you know, it's it, he's just a genre defying entity. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's got guitar, but it's hip hop somehow. And it, it was him being hard and tough sort of sounding. And sure. at first it was very jarring. And I was like, I don't like this new peep. And I'd, maybe four days later, I was like, "This is the best song ever written, Tyler." <laughs> like I was like, "Yo, you know, Lil Bo Peep in the back of his truck." I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop seeing it, you know. And I, I think it's one of his best songs to this day. I know? think it is too.
1: The first when, time I heard it, when that riff kicks in, dude, that's oh, literally man. the riff from Pod's Southtown, and I was like, "This it, is not happening right now." It
0: sounds so liquid clean though it's when it comes so in, good. and so like, like and after peep died i tried to listen to a lot of his songs and i just i couldn't do it like i tried to do the whole soundcloud dive Mm -hmm. of all the tracks and i got through maybe three and it made me too sad you know, I was legitimately depressed and the songs were making it worse because, you know, all of his lyrics are so it's all written on the wall right there. He's saying I want to die through right. every song. But Ben's Truck is the one I can still listen to, kind of, because it's just kind of fun. Yeah, it and was more kind of, of like a club and, like, party song. Very flexy. He's flexing a lot in it. And I like that. And for sure. Fun. For sure.
1: Yeah, it is. It's been tough over the last few days, like figuring out what songs I can mentally handle at this point.
0: So yeah, so come we I come around on Ben's truck. You were just it, I remember you instantly. texted me all caps that chorus. I was like, "What is this dude talking about?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a couple days, but so then we had this weird waiting period, kind of, and then and then the album drops. Come over when you're sober. And right. What do you think, of that Tyler?
1: Four out of the seven songs, I was totally yeah. sold on. I was sold on "Save Your Shit," "Bright Side," Ben's truck, and my favorite song that I heard when the album dropped was Awful Things. I knew it was going to be a hit. And it's his most streamed song on his official YouTube channel. Now it has 19 million views. Yeah,
0: big song. I was disappointed in the album. Um, It's a great album. Like I I, I love it. But to me, I felt like at that moment, it was supposed to be peeps. Nevermind. You know, Mm -hmm. like I thought it was supposed to be the album that blew up and set the world on fire, and it didn't do that. That's disappointing me. It doesn't change the fact that, like, I think it's a great album still. For sure, I think, like, Bright Side is amazing. You know, I, that song is undeniably amazing. Ben's Truck's amazing. You know, I like, I like, lo- I like, I love all the other songs on it. What's What's the other one that goes off? really hard at shows is it problems or you said you said that one goes off really hard it shows i like that one a lot too
1: it's it's funny that you, you you compare it like it should have been never mind I saw this as Bleach. Okay. I saw this as the stepping stone, especially because it's ah. called Come Over When You're Sober Part 1. I'm like, there, right. there's still character. I know it's taking forever, yeah. but there's still character building here. Like when 2 drops and he's got all these different projects they're working on, he's hanging out with Post Malone. I just, You just felt it, man. Like the momentum was just turning into a fucking avalanche and this kid was still destined to take over the world i really loved to save
0: that shit too I that really was liked that, song a
1: lot. that uh, supposedly i've heard i've watched a few videos that's the song that he wrote with rob cavallo
0: interesting yeah so and right around this time is when he sort of starts doing the fashion model thing right and i just felt like i don't know and I don't want to theorize here, but I don't know if you know you say this was his bleach. I don't know if the heavy drug use at this point had started to affect his songwriting, you know like and, and maybe had he had a clearer head, this could have been his nevermind. Um, yeah, certainly seems possible to me. like he things started to get weirder and change, you know, and he was going in all these different directions at this point.
1: Definitely. But I think um, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen on these songs. Like this was his first official. Like we said, there there was basically a major label backing him. He had so much writing on these
0: new songs, the official releases. That 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 weird thing happened to where he said it was coming. It was going to drop at midnight and then it didn't. And and people freaked po- out. They remember? It. Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot oh my god! What a disaster! Yeah, we were we were staying that. up for it. We were staying up for the Peep album. The disappointment. And they're just like Peep just tweets, "Sorry guys, not coming out tonight." Like what the fuck, you know? And uh I, know. I don't know how long. A week later, two weeks later, it came out.
1: I know. And then he tweeted dropping the album on Monday or whatever, like it was coming yeah. out then. And then he tweeted dropping another album a week from then. And then yeah. I went back the next day, and that tweet was deleted. Oh I was, man. I was was so disappointed like i just i at that point i was so infatuated with peep and the concept of of peep as an entity that i wanted all the music i could get my hands on
0: so we haven't really taught touched on this yet but i think as important maybe not as important but pretty damn close to important is is his image peep's image and looks played such a big part into his character and just sort of like the icon he became um You know, like, just sort of the millennial Kurt Cobain. You know, he was obviously, like, an objectively good-looking person. Um, You know, girls loved him, obviously. It's no secret. And he just had a great sense of style, you know. And he always, you had different eras, you know. You had the era where he had, like, the pink hair, you know. And then you had the blonde hair era. And then you had the kind of crazy emo pink black hair era. You had the shaved head era. You had the blonde hairs coming back era, which I, I was all right. about that. Um, just interesting how important image was and the way he embraced it, I thought, was uh, was really cool as an artist because he didn't sort of a lot of artists will be like, oh, the image doesn't matter, man. And he just he was like, no, man, the image matters. He's yeah. like I, he said it straight up. I'm a character. You know, he's like, I'm like a fucking I'm a I'm a pro wrestler. Basically, I'm playing a character and I need to have a good look. Absolutely.
1: There's so much I'd love to unpack with his image and, and so much I want to say about it, but we just don't have enough time. Um, I tell artists that I work with all the time, and I, I would use Peep as an example. I'm like, go Google Lil Peep and and see what's happening, like dive into that world a little bit and see why your image is so important as a brand, as an entity, and why you need it outside of just your music. He He could have wrote that book, man. Like yeah. he he just understood why that was so important, and I'll never forget it. We keep going back to the first night, but you sent me the picture that he posted on his Instagram, uh, from uh, the screenshot from the girls' video where he's wearing the right. turtleneck and he's got the blonde hair and it's Wait, all. I want you off to the real side. quick.
0: That wasn't from his Instagram. I I, I clipped that from the YouTube video. Oh, that was video. a screenshot? Yeah, before he did it on Instagram. So I was like, this is an iconic like moment right here. Like, this look. I was like, I have got to show Tyler Sharp this look because it's so on point. I couldn't. I, I thought it was Craig Owens. Yeah, right? <laughs> I
1: thought. I was like, and then I looked the next text that you sent, and you were like, so this is Lil Peep. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> what is? happening? I remember, like my entire world was getting. Sh- I had, I so I had sent you point. the
0: music, but I knew it was important to sh- show you what he looked like too. Cause, yeah. and you know, I even showed him to my mom recently. You know, because I was so bummed out about it, and I was showing my mom pictures, and she was like, "He looks like an angel." Like right? she said, like, you know what I mean? He just looks like pure happiness and joy. And um, yeah, so a lot of he just he was very good at iconizing himself graphically you know as an image like you think of the last instagram he posted before he died of himself and i mean it's the most cobain i think i've ever seen him look you know mm-hmm. he's got that facial hair a broken xanax on his tongue caption fuck it and he just he looks iconic even when he was dying
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i mean i think
1: objectively kurt cobain was a beautiful man like i think he just looked great and I think Peep had that. There was just and some how, much. And how
0: many comparisons pretty much everyone from the New York Times to Pitchfork to Noisy to me and you have called him this generation's Kurt Cobain?
1: It was just
0: inevitable.
1: Like, he was rising on that same wave. But I have a lot to say about that. And I've said it on the show before that right. this isn't... It's a problem. It, right. It wasn't healthy. This isn't necessarily a good thing. There... They're selling this image of self-destruction. And I said it on the show back when we talked about it over the summer. This isn't good. This is dangerous.
0: This isn't right. what should be put in front of the youth. The, to your point about the danger, there's just this weird thing about it's attractive. We have this weird flaw built Absolutely. into us as humans. A lot of us, we are attracted to broken people. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like like yo shouts to me like i i like bad girls i've i've dated some crazy girls and that's not their fault like mental instability is something i am attracted to in a mm-hmm. weird way you know when it comes to, to dating and that's a that's a flaw in me and it's the same way with with the musicians we look up to and you can even like just philosophizing like i think of like for some reason as humans like we weren't meant to to be these straight line people who do the same thing every day in these nice, clean, perfect orders. I think our state of nature was a little more chaotic and dangerous, you know, like you think back to the cavemen hunting woolly mammoth, you know, in the snow crossing the Barren Strait, like our state of nature, there was danger and chaos. So I think we that 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 primal instinct of danger and chaos is still appealing to us. Like, you, you know, when something's broken, we're attracted to it in a weird way. Think of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, right? If totally. it's not broken, everybody in the world knows what it is. If it's not leaning and broken, it's just another fucking tower. But because it's broken, everybody in the world knows what it is. Absolutely. I, I was reading, I
1: wish I knew who wrote this, but I was reading something in Rolling Stone, like right after I left Alternative Press, and I was just trying to process where we were as a culture musically, because we've seen the 21 Pilots rise and we've seen mm-hmm. what kind of themes that they rose on. And they compared, back in the day, people don't want to revolt to Rage Against the Machine. They want to self-deprecate to 21 Pilots now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. where the youth is at. And I, I'm i going to use this time to bring up uh, an interview that Peep's brother, Oscar, did with People Magazine. And he said... Um,
0: Peep, basically, Peep was, like, not suicidal or anything.
1: Right. I'm going to read a few quotes that he said. Um, he said... Peep, quote, was not struggling at the time that they found out about his death. And he Mm. said it was an accident. It really was an accident. He was super happy with where he was in life. And he said, my brother didn't take five Xanax pills every day, but he would take them and then post on Instagram about it. I wish it would have paid for him to be a little safer, but the world needed him to have superlative problems that he dealt with in a superlative ways. Gus, which Peep's real name was Gustav, um, Mm -hmm. dealt with these problems much better than Lil Peep did, but people didn't know Gus, and there's a reason Gus doesn't sell, Mm -hmm. and like, that just, it killed me, man,
0: like, it's, they sold
1: this kid, and it killed him. He knew it,
0: though, you know, um, like he says, he was, uh, he was a WWE character, he knew he had to play that role, you know, and I- I believe I totally believe that it was an accident. You know, I don't think I do this too. was a at all. I do too. And there's, there, you know, we haven't really talked about it, but he died of a suspected Xanax mixed with something overdose. The sort the rumors going around are that he was he were he was given bad Xanaxes that were laced with something because Peep is somebody with a high tolerance to Xanax. It's gonna take a lot mm-hmm. to take him out. Um, and there was just it was the craziest musician's death because just to process it on a level of we got to watch it play out on social media, you know, like the night before he died, I checked his Instagram because Peep's been in my life every day more than my friend. You know, like I just see his face every day. I listen mm-hmm. to his voice. I check his Instagram, and he his head was upside down. He was dropping green Xanax bars on his face and they were bouncing off, not getting in his mouth. And he looked zonked out as fuck. And I was like, yep, typical peep, you know. And I closed my phone. Literally did I know that was him, you know, beginning the process of, of dying. And, and there's even video of, you know, his opener. I think it's pronounced Beeksy or Bexy, mm-hmm. Stumbling onto dead little peep just on the tour bus. You know, he's like, he plans on sneaking up. And he goes in the room and peeps just, he's there not alive. And the dude's like, fuck you know, and the camera cuts off. It it was wild to see it play out. Yeah. And that was,
1: I had to get off the internet.
0: Like when you,
1: you you sent me those videos and I, I couldn't, And I told
0: you, I sent them with a warning. I I, was like, this this is something you might not want
1: to see. Right. And I I couldn't deal with it after that. Like it was, it was just way too fucking much. Like this dude, this interview that uh, his brother did with people just really like it, it broke my heart man cuz yeah. they he had an entire team backing him of the highest caliber in the industry and i know people are aware but we talk about kurt cobain and we act like that dude was a hero and and in so, you know in some ways his music has helped people and and right. that matters that is ab- absolutely valid but that dude was an asshole
0: yeah like that Kurt Cobain could have been could be a shithead a
1: lot of the times right absolutely and I don't think it's healthy to turn people like that into
0: heroes everybody like, loved Pete though that like, and
1: that's and that's the difference it, but you, you've never heard a bad word said about Pete from anyone who's met him absolutely and I, that is the difference between him and Kurt Cobain for sure it's the fact that he was he
0: was a kid and that he had a, you know, and I, he, he, he cared about people. I think um, his brother said this in the interview, going back to it. Um, you know, he he told I think he told his brother his favorite part. You know, he wasn't suicidal. His favorite part was that, you know, he loved making his music and he loved that it, it saved people from suicide because mm, people would tell right. him that all the time. He said that was this, he was such a depressed person himself that he loved the fact that his music was saving people from dying. He thought that was cool as fuck. And he told his brother that. Right. I just
1: think that uh, I don't want Peep to be remembered the way he's going to be remembered. Like I I, that that breaks my heart that that Kurt Cobain had no one to tell him no. Right. Peep had people that could have stepped in and stopped this.
0: Yeah, it's true. I think um, I think everyone really, though, thought I think everyone thought it was business as usual, you know? I think it. I think this really is a case of bad luck. You know, like, all these other rappers are doing way more Zans and way more lean and way more perks, you know, than Peep is, and they're fine. And there's the whole, there's a the theory out there that he was given some, some bad pills, essentially, that were laced with something else, you know? And I think it, it might, it, it could just be a case of bad luck. Like, his his, his planned image didn't really work out.
1: I totally agree, but does that doesn't make it okay, right? Like that doesn't make selling this lifestyle and selling drug
0: addiction okay. Like this, it's certainly not okay. No, it. Like I said, I agree with you. It's it's terrible. It's dangerous. You know, you and I talked. We were like, "Yo, this is like we loved it, and we were and we hated ourselves for loving it because right. we were like, this is dangerous." Tyler and I have this joke. Called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, where <laughs> all of these weird millennial icons started popping up, and um, we would we thought they were the signal of the end of the world. Like, and we had Peep, the Cash Me Outside Girl, Lil Pump. And Tentacion. just, I think that was basically our lineup. I said, yep. we, we removed Peep at one point because we were like, nah, Peep's good. He's not a bad guy. Right, right. We had Poppy on there at one point too. Yeah, Poppy was <laughs> on there, but then that's not going to happen. But maybe it'll happen now because Mashi's kind of getting some movement. But yeah, um,
1: We'll see with that. But I, yeah, I. it's just such a difficult situation. And I, I don't, I, I just think drug addiction is such a heartbreaking Issue in the world today and and I I just have so I have so much trouble processing all of this and it's difficult
0: to talk about because I don't you're right that it's the wrong thing to sell, but it's just the way he rode the edge, the way he didn't give a fuck about life. For some reason, we are as flawed human beings, we are like you said that. We are just we are like, oh my, we just like we love an outlaw we love so we we're just so attracted to that fearlessness and it's a bad lifestyle. It's dangerous. It shouldn't be sold, but it, yeah, it, we can't help but look away. There's something appealing in it and the darker parts of ourselves. And it, yeah, it, just
1: like his brother said, there's a reason Gus doesn't sell and Peep did, right. and right. <laughs> that's. I don't even know what to say to that because it's a hundred percent right. Like there's a, there's a reason why this was going to be so big. And I, I, I questioned me questioning it because it did help people. <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. did. I think it genuinely saved people's lives, but I, I, I don't think
0: it's, I worry that he took some people with him too. though. I just you don't know? even
1: want to go there. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't
0: even want to think about I mean, it, mean, I just, cause I, I was so, and I want to ask you this, Tyler, you know, we dealt with Chester's death from Lincoln park. And I was, I was really bummed about that, you know, mm-hmm. but I was legitimately depressed for a couple days with peep's death. I've never felt for me. I've never felt like this with the loss of an artist. Like I felt like I've almost feel like I've had a family member or a child like ripped away from me, you know? Yeah.
1: I, uh, it was, it was quarter to 1am, uh, when I, when I found out the news, um, and you texted me, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you as soon as I, I couldn't found believe
0: out. waking up to that. It was.
1: Yeah. And I felt terrible that you had to wake up to those
0: texts because I woke up to it. It was like, yo, I think something's going down. And then it was like, yo, Pete might be dead. I think Peep's dead. And then it was like, dude, Peep's dead. And then it was like article. And I was like, oh, my God, it got worse. As I yeah. read down.
1: Yeah. I was just like I didn't know if you were still up or or what, but I didn't even know what to do at the time. Um, Rabob, my old editor at AP and she still works there right now. She's awesome and sh- we, we sh- shouts to Rabob. Shouts to Rab, absolutely her and I talk about peep all the time and we were so excited about him as an artist and And he was just at the AP offices you can go look it up on YouTube he, they released videos of him mm-hmm. um really A man cool embracing Halloween the themes. scene he wanted to be here man he wanted yep. to be here but um yeah she, she texted me and she's like I think something's going on and uh I I felt like I was going to throw up like I I couldn't believe it I had literally just gotten off Instagram and I hadn't been on Instagram for a few days so like 5 day old posts were popping up of peep and I was like oh man his hair's growing out again I I, kind of like that he's kind of getting back to the to the girls era video style and uh, I got Mm -hmm. off and I was literally dozing off on the couch and then I got that text and I was literally up till 4am I couldn't sleep I I was worthless the whole next day.
0: Like I was, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I just couldn't process it. It's like you're robbed of our future and all the music he was going to give us because he was just getting started. He was 25 fucking one he's he was a kid man he was just it was just getting started and i um john caramonica from the new york times has gone on record saying this and i think he's one of the best music critics out there mm-hmm. and i will echo this 100 percent little peep would have been one of the biggest stars in the country musically in 2018 or 2019 or 2020 like yes. it was going to happen he was going to be the biggest thing ever. He was going to be the bad boy Justin Bieber. Whatever you have it, it was going to happen. I truly believe he could have been. Are, are you with me there, Tyler? Hundred percent, dude. We backed this guy. We, yeah. we backed this guy, and,
1: the, the, and that's part. That's part of the reason why I'm still having trouble processing it. It's just like we, you and I spent our like almost all of 2017. With Peep, basically. You know, we never met him. We didn't know what he was like in person. But on an emotional level, we connected with this. And and we talk on this show, we've talked all year about how the light looks so dim at the end of this fucking mm-hmm. tunnel. And there's nothing that we're excited about anymore. Because no one's giving us a reason to be excited about anything. And Peep was giving us a reason to be excited yeah. about something again.
0: And uh, it's um, gone. I was I, I was so surprised by how many texts I got from people Same. when he died, like Same. as if like as if like I had lost a family member or something. Like people just knew I had been hyping this guy up for the last six months, so everyone was texting like, "Dude, your guy, your guy, are you you know, are you okay?" And um, yeah, you know, it's burned bright, burn fast. Like it, we just had like an amazing eight months with him you know less than a year but he was in our life you and I talked about him every day no matter what you know (laughs) he was just in our life in some way every day and I want to kind of circle back to the lyric from one of his his early songs uh, um, the way I see things the lyric is I got a feeling that I'm not going to be here for next year so let's laugh a little before I'm gone and that's kind of how I feel like this year has been you know he wasn't sure he was going to be around and we had a lot of fun for that this short year that we got to spend with him and I, i'm really grateful for it you know that yeah we, we happened to stumble upon it and had this great musical experience with him and i'm i'm just i'm so sad he's gone i know i i just i still can't
1: believe it but i am i'm thankful that we had we did have the time that we did with him, and i was able to talk to so many different people about him i for Bob and I have had so many conversations and the fact that he ended up in the AP offices, you know, where you and I both used to work and right. he was there. And he, he, he loved it from, you know, from what she told me. And you can go on YouTube and see those videos where he's just talking. I mean, about had I, had I and... still
0: been working at AP, you know, me, I would have been screaming the okay, same way I do five right. seconds of summer. I would have been like, put this guy on the cover, put right. him on the cover. Absolutely. Um, I guess we should go on a positive note. What were your three favorite peep songs, Tyler? Oh, can you name gosh. your three favorites? I um, need it's tough, but yeah, take a, think about it if you have to.
1: That's a tough one. I definitely the bright side is probably my okay. number one. Um This is probably pretty shallow for the for the OG peep fans out there. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's
0: undeniable. though.
1: Yeah, I really just when he played that song live when the chorus kicked in there are videos where i remember sending you a couple videos and i'm like dude it sounds like he's leading a fucking revolution when that chorus drops (laughs) and it did man um so definitely that song i I, i'll throw i'm gonna throw in awful things too okay um and then i'm gonna throw in hellboy the title track for a couple different reasons that we've already talked about but what about you
0: this is this was really tough by the way yeah I'm going to have to say an OG Star Shopping one. Okay, I nice. I really connect with that song. I love it. Um, I Crash, You Crash. Nice. Yeah, like you nice. love that, that one. song. I really did. And it, dude, bro, it's a toss-up between Kiss or Ben's Truck. <laughs> nice. And I'm just going to give it to Ben's Truck. Okay. Because I need some later period peep, and Ben's Truck is just so undeniable. So it I'm going to go with those
1: three. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how... You know, the future, I hope to be able to listen to Lil Peep and remember, remember all the good times that we had, but it's yeah, tough right it's, now.
0: It's so sad because he was the answer to all the questions. Whenever <laughs> anyone asked me what's going to happen to music, what's going to happen to emo, what's going to happen to the scene, I had Peep as an answer, you know? He said the exact same thing, man. I pushed it
1: so hard in every conversation that I had with people.
0: We were robbed of our our future. You know, he was going to do great things. Do you have anything else, Tyler, you want to share about Peep before we go?
1: I think we touched on pretty much everything. We could go on for hours, man. But just want to say rest in peace and send our condolences to his family. Because I I can't even imagine. Like, we feel this way and we never even met the kid. I can't imagine what it's like to know him.
0: Yeah. All right. Rest in peace, little Peep. You left us too soon.